the messages about the love of God, spoken word, and through our music. We are grateful to the Lord for our musicians. Thank you. Thank you. I've often thought there must be some bit of a, a, a letdown after a Wednesday night a musical program at Windsor Point, Saturday night here at the church, Sunday morning here at the church. But if there's been any letdown or, or whatever, I have certainly not seen it. Thank you, choir. Thank you very much. And to all of our musicians. I don't know where they found that little drummer boy, but he's all right, wasn't he? If you have your Bible, would you turn with me, please, to Luke chapter 1. We will look at uh, several different individuals and groups in Luke 1 and Luke chapter 2 in just a moment. As we open the Word of God together, would you pray with me, please? Our Father, may the Spirit of God be our teacher. This is your Word. Give to us illumination. Give to us understanding. And give to us a desire to be obedient to your precious word. We ask in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. The expression, the spirit of Christmas, is one that we see and hear quite often at this time of the year. In my own experience, I've seen on Christmas cards already, many Christmas cards. Surprisingly, at least to me, I have heard national commentators Uh, National news people on the 6 o'clock news from the major stations use the expression, the spirit of Christmas. Some folks have suggested it would be nice if everyone had the spirit of Christmas 365 days of the year. One individual, and I found this the most remarkable of the statements that I ran across, One individual said the spirit of Christmas, listen to this, is the key to unlocking and solving the problems of man. Now that's a broad statement. The spirit of Christmas is the key to unlocking and solving all the problems of man. Well, if the spirit of Christmas is that important, we surely ought to know what it is, shouldn't we? Well, not really. Not really. It's interesting to me to see just how many different meanings are given to these often used words, the spirit of Christmas. Do you remember what the spirit of Christmas was to Scrooge? A ghost. One youngster, and I appreciated this from the young man, one youngster said because that he thought the spirit of Christmas was good sportsmanship. And when asked why, he said, well, you don't always get what you want. And when that happens, you need to be a good sport. To the distilled spirits industry, the Christmas spirit comes in a bottle. To a host of people, the Christmas spirit is shuffling about Christmas cards. Now, please, somebody's going to take me the wrong way here. I know that, but I'm going to use it anyway and ask you not to. I love Christmas cards. I love to send them, and I love to get them. And uh, my sweet wife just fixed a basket and, and it's got Christmas cards in it. And she says, we can, I want to know why. And she said, well, we can look at them from now until after Christmas. Just pick up the, the basket and here we go. Oh, that's a great idea. I love Christmas cards. But to a host of people, the spirit of Christmas is sending Christmas cards. 95%, if what I read is correct, of the American population will shuffle back and forth over 4 billion cards. 
To others, the spirit of Christmas is what goes on at family gatherings, at which time we are told that families in America will consume more than 14 million turkeys. But then, for some, Christmas is sadness and depression. One lady penned these words. Christmas is a bitter day for mothers who are poor. With wistful eyes of children, daggers. The shops are crammed with playthings enough for everyone. If a mother's purse is empty, there might as well not be. And she went on to say, my purse is full of money, but I cannot buy only a wreath of holly for the grave of my little boy. Christmas. But are any of these things that I have mentioned, are they the spirit of Christmas? Still to some others, it is a time of, of giving thanks and a time of thankfulness. An individual whom I enjoy reading just a little bit of because I can't take a whole lot of him is G.K. Chesterton. He's usually very caustic, pungent. G.K. Chesterton wrote, When we were children, we were grateful for those who filled our stockings with toys at Christmas tide." And then he posed the question, Why are we not grateful to God for filling our stockings with legs? But more than all other suggestions, I have found at least that the spirit of Christmas is said more often than not to be the spirit of giving. To be giving. That's the spirit of Christmas. And that does consume us, doesn't it? Well, which one's right? Are any of them right? Are any of them close to being right? I want to suggest that they're not. None of them are correct. None of them are close to being correct. And if my suggestion is correct, then we're still faced with the question, what is the spirit of Christmas? If you had to take a little sheet of paper, or maybe at the top of your uh, worship folder this morning, and, and, and write down, Pastor, this is what I believe the spirit of Christmas is. What would be the next word? What is the spirit of Christmas? This morning I want us to ask the question of those who were most closely associated with the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And look at their lives at least long enough to find out what seems to have been the spirit of Christmas for them. So if you have your Bible open to the Gospel of Luke, first two chapters, there are several people or groups who ought to be able to tell us accurately and precisely about the spirit of Christmas and what it is. First person I want us to look at is Elizabeth. Elizabeth. This is a very special woman. She's the cousin of Mary, mother of John the Baptist. And before John was born, before Jesus was born, Mary went to see Elizabeth. Look at chapter 1, verse 39 and verse 40. Luke 1, verses 39 and verse 40. Now at this time Mary arose and went with haste to the hill country, to the city of Judah, and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And Mary told Elizabeth about the announcement that had been made to her by the angel and that she, Mary, was going to be the mother of the Messiah. Now, how did Elizabeth respond to that kind of message? Verse 41. And it came about that when, Mary, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she cried out with a loud voice and said, Blessed among women are you. 
And blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb. Verse 45. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. What was Elizabeth's response? What to Elizabeth was the spirit of Christmas? And I take it that Christ is Christmas, okay? If it's not, you can forget the rest of the message. He is Christmas. And so what was the spirit of Christmas to Elizabeth? Verse 42, one word, blessed. Verse 42, again, a second time, blessed. Drop down verse 45, third time, blessed. Now, it wasn't that Mary was blessed. It was that Mary was the recipient of the blessing of God. So our question, Elizabeth, what is the spirit of Christmas? What was her response? Blessed, blessed, blessed. You know what that is? If you were to put another word on that, not saying it's the spirit of Christmas. If you put another word on that, what would you say? I would say praise. That was Elizabeth's response And I believe for Elizabeth, that was the spirit. It's too closely associated with the facts about the birth of Christ to be otherwise. So Elizabeth's response was praise and worship. For her, I believe that was the spirit of Christmas. Let's look at another person, another individual. Zacharias. He was a priest. He was the husband of Elizabeth. The man who would be the father of John the Baptist, chapter 1, verse 67. And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, verse 68, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. He has visited us and accomplished redemption for his people. His response is identical to that of his wife. Blessed to him the spirit of Christmas was praise. Blessed, blessed. Same as his wife's. Let's observe another figure close to the birth of our Lord. The angel. Chapter 2, verse 10. If you'll look at that with me, please. Chapter 2, verse 10. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Verse 13. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom He is pleased. What's the spirit of Christmas? Praise and glorifying God. The same spirit reflected in Zacharias. Another group, the shepherds. What was their response to the birth of Christ? Chapter 2, verse 20. And the shepherds went back glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen just as they had been been told them. And with the passing of time, we meet another individual. Chapter 2, verse 25. Simeon. 2, 25 to 28. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the spirit 
into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law, he took him into his arms and blessed God and said, let me just break off right there. How did Simeon respond? For Simeon, what would you say the spirit of Christmas was? Well, I think it's pretty clear. He took him in verse 28 into his arms and blessed God. Blessing. Then there is Anna. Look at verse 36 and 37 of Luke. Chapter 2, verse 36 and 37. There was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. And she was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then as a widow to the age of 84. And she never left the temple, serving night and day with fasting. And at the very moment she came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak of him to all those who were looking for the redemption. of What was the spirit of Christmas for her? She praised God and blessed the Lord. She did the same thing that the others had done. What is the spirit of Christmas? If we listen to those and the testimonies of those who were closest to the incarnation, the spirit of Christmas is a spirit of praise. It is a spirit of blessing. It is a, a spirit of glorifying God. And if you'll allow me to, 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 to capsulize those three words, praise, blessing, and glorifying God, I would call that worship. Worship. The people in our text responded to God in praise, adoration, thanksgiving, and to sum it up in worship. Now, there's another group I haven't mentioned yet whose response crystallizes all that we have seen so far. You remember the wise men? We won't ask you to turn back there, but in Matthew chapter 2, you are familiar with those words. We have seen his star in the east and have come to... Tell me, worship him. The wise men came to worship him. Everyone around the nativity had one response. That's worship. And one of the most interesting things, and I, I, like you, had read it before, but it didn't really come home to me uh, until working on my remarks this morning. Though he didn't mean it. Remember what Herod said? Tell me where this child is that I may go and what? Worship him. He wasn't telling the truth. He wanted to kill him. But even he, a rank, pardon, uh, I believe sir, a rank pagan, if you read the history of this man, obviously he had some idea that this baby deserved worship. Tell me so I can go and worship. The response was uniform. It was the same of all, even those who didn't mean it like Herod. The response was, it's time. To this point, I've left out perhaps the most important individual, and that's Mary. She had a relationship with him that no one else ever had. She, was his, she had an intimacy with him. Look with me at chapter 1, verse 46. Luke 1, verse 46. Mary, what is the spirit of Christmas? 
My soul, Mary says, verse 46, My soul exalts the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. Let me read just a few more verses back another page in your Bible, if you will. Look at chapter 1, verse 30. Chapter 1, verse 30. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will have no end. We won't, again, go back to, to Matthew. But Mary knew all these things. She knew he would be called Emmanuel. That's from chapter 1 of Matthew, verse 23. She knew from verse 31 of Luke 1, he would be called Jesus, for he would save his people from their sin. She knew from verse 32 of Luke chapter 1, he would be called a son of the Most High. And knowing all of this, Mary was filled with praise. And her praise went beyond just knowing that. She knew she would be the mother of the Lord, but beyond that, it was praise, I believe, because she would be redeemed by the one to whom she was giving life. She would be redeemed by him. She would, the one to whom she would give physical birth. You see, redemption and not physical parentage was the greater issue. Still is. She praised God for it all. 1 verse 47. Chapter 1 verse 47 again. My spirit has rejoiced in God my spirit. What's the spirit of Christmas? I believe it's worship in one word. Praise, adoration, and glorifying God if you want to take two or three more. Elizabeth did that. Zacharias did that. The angel did that. The shepherds did that. Simeon did that. Anna, Mary did that. All responded with praise, blessing, glorifying God. It was an upward focus. A Godward focus. The birth of Christ to those nearest that birth, for them, it led them to an upward focus, a Godward focus. What, may I ask, does it elicit from us today? What have we thought about for the last ten days? And has it been an upward focus or this way? Elizabeth, Zacharias, the angel, the shepherds, Anna... Simeon, Mary, question. Is your name on that list? Is your name on that list? Pray with me. Father, we get so caught up in those things which bring great joy to our hearts around the Christmas season. Cards and uh, giving and uh, all sorts of things. And they're not evil things, Lord. They're good things. But somehow they, uh, they crowd out. That which ought to be first. Spirit of Christmas is none of those things. Spirit of Christmas is to worship God. To look up. To praise Him. To thank Him. I pray, Lord, that if the names of all who are in this room this morning are not on that list of those worshiping God because of the gift of His Son, because this is Christmas, if our names are not on the list of those 
most closely associated and around the coming of our Lord in flesh. I pray that before the sun sets this day, we might in a kind see to it. Help us to look up, not under a tree, not at lights, not at ornaments, not at flowers, not at a sumptuously prepared table. While we enjoy those things, Lord, help us to keep the main thing, the main thing. Even the last verse of the hymn, my heart shall rejoice. What? When he comes and calls for me. Still the upward focus. May that be mine and may that be yours in these days. Edwin Holloman is our deacon of the day. In just a moment, he's going to come and dismiss us with prayer. We'll go our way. We have a wedding here at the church this afternoon. Nicole Harrell, uh, Stephen Chris's daughter, fine young man, Ryan Rudisil, um, a sweet time, had a, a wonderful rehearsal with them yesterday, uh, so we're looking forward to that, to share that with the family. Obviously, and I almost apologize for making this request of you. But obviously, we will not be able to get a cleanup crew before that wedding. Would you be kind enough to be sure that Bibles and hymnals are returned to the pew racks where they're supposed to be, and any paper products, uh, Sunday school papers or uh, worship folders or whatever, are taken uh, from it? There'll be a lot of family from out of town. There'll be guests here that we have never seen before and who've never been in our church before. And I know you, like I, want to see our church presented in the best possible way. And I think it is beautiful, and I'm grateful to the Lord for that. I'm grateful to the Lord for that. So if you could help us with that, it would be very much appreciated. Edwin, if you'll come and dismiss us, please. Let us pray. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room in heaven. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory this, this is Christ the King. Shepherds guard and angels sing. This is Christ the King. How great our joy, how great our joy. Praise we the Lord. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. Christ. Good Christians, all rejoice with heart and soul and voice. Now ye need not fear the grave. Peace, peace. Jesus Christ was born to save. Calls you one and calls you all. To gain his everlasting hall, Christ was born to save. Christ, come and worship. Come and worship. Worship Christ. Dear Lord, we thank you for this time together. Uh, we thank you for the life presents love this week. We can come and worship and praise and thank you. We thank you for this wonderful season. And we thank you for all that you've done. We thank you for your love that sent your son. We want to remember our mission of the week through the Bible. Please bless them and provide for them. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards me.